0: This is Lit Squad. Hi, I'm Mark Brody. There's been a lot of talk over the last year or so about the kinds of books students should and should not be reading in school and what books kids should have access to in libraries. At the same time, there are more books being published that deal with issues of race, gender, and sexual orientation. In this series, we talk to the authors of some of these books. R. Eric Thomas writes for TV, the stage, and has written two nonfiction books. But he's now jumped into the young adult genre with a novel called Kings of Beemore. It tells the story of two black queer best friends, one of whom is moving away. Before that, though, they have a grand day out together. Here's my conversation with Thomas about why he decided to write for young adults.
1: Well, I remember really vividly, um, there is a transition that I went through in, um, as a young reader, my school had like a lower school library, and then an upper school library, and the upper school library was sort of more of a general library and the lower school was children's, uh, middle grade and young adult. And I remember sort of passing through those doors, um, as my reading level changed and having a, a couple years where I was always kind of floating in between those two spaces. And I remember that period being really vivid um, in terms of emotion and curiosity and change. And I wanted to honor that period um, for other readers and for myself. I've always loved novels. I've always thought in uh, in terms of fictional worlds. And um, I really thought that it would be a treat for myself as a writer to go back to that space um, and uh, to create something new.
0: Did it turn out to be as much of a treat as you thought it would be?
1: You know, I have to say, it really was. This was the easiest book I've I've written, um, which um, <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, why wasn't I doing this all before? And I thought it would be a little harder because you know I'm I'm 41 years old, um, and and I'm the main characters in the book are both uh, 16 years old, and they're living in the present. And so I had to do, you know, a lot of, like, logistical research, you know, talking to teenagers that I know, like, what platforms do you use to message? You know, what are you listening to? How do you, you know, how do you um, see the world? But at the end of the day, what I was doing was also just creating fully formed human characters. The main characters are both Black kids. They're both queer uh, kids. They're both out. And so I was both giving them a, a part of who I used to be, but also giving them a part of who I've learned how to be um, in the present. Um, and and I think the sort of basic humanity kind of bridged all these gaps. It's also just a very fun book. And so I just, I, I, I created this cast of characters that I like to refer to as like a Muppet movie cast, <laughs> um, just a lot of, a lot of big personality. And that was a lot of fun to return to every day.
0: That's so interesting what you said about how you combined who you were at that age, but also who you have learned to be and putting those attributes back in a couple of 16-year-old kids. Such an interesting comparison.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, I didn't I was I wanted to be very careful not to give them any knowledge that was that's adult knowledge. You know, that's things that I've earned or learned over the years. But I did know that you know the person that I was at sixteen. I I want better for him, um, and I think that both because of the changes in time and also just sort of um, the circumstances that Harrison and Linus, uh, our main characters, uh, live in, uh, they can have a little bit more and they can see themselves more fully and more expansively.
0: So I want to ask you a little bit about the research that you did because. I'm so intrigued by the concept of grown-ups writing, you know, characters who are teenagers or, or young adults. And I, I, I always go back to those movies where, you know, police officers or detectives go undercover in high school and, you know, they think <laughs> they're going to fit in and they walk around saying things that maybe they said 20 years ago when they were kids. Like, mm-hmm. I would imagine it was, you know, you, you reference being able to talk to teenagers that you know, but, like, how much did you have to sort of take out of your mind what life was like and what being a teenager was like when you were a teenager, because obviously 41 is not old, but to a 16 year old, like that's ancient.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you know, I went to, I went back to my old high school and I, you know, I did, I did different conversations for, with other, for other projects. And I'm sort of in the back of my mind thinking through like this project and, 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 you know, taking information like a little magpie and uh, realizing as we're talking, uh, that the world that i knew was completely different and you know the, i went to a, a gay straight alliance meeting for uh, at my old high school and they were like what was the gay straight alliance like back then and i was like the what like we didn't <laughs> this the words didn't even make sense to me so i knew that in writing this that there was one culture moved so quickly so you know i wrote it a year year and a half ago i knew that by the time it got published It it wouldn't make sense to be using slang or any references to songs that were popular back in January of 2020 or or before then. Um, So I had to sort of detach a little bit and remember sort of for me what the core of being a teenager was, which a lot of times was just enthusiasm and curiosity. And the difference was I didn't have the Internet. So my enthusiasm, and curiosity was using going to the library. I was very into microfiche back oh, yeah. then. Um, you know, like really just like real detective work. And <laughs> these kids can just Google, you know, one of them is very interested in Broadway, very obsessed, and he just gets to Google, you know, Audrey McDonald Tony Award performances all the time, which is what I do. And I but I'm like, that is the gift of time that that bridges all ages is Audrey <laughs> McDonald. <laughs>
0: What was it like writing these particular characters, knowing sort of the political climate in which you were writing, in which not everybody is okay with kids reading stories about gay characters?
1: Yeah, no, I I thought about that a little bit. And, you know, I I think that, I remember my experience of being a teenager and and understanding how my mind was, was expanding and changing the conversations that I was having. And so I think there's a lot of different, Um, Texts that are actually are appropriate for kids What I wanted to do with this book was to basically create kind of a John Hughes movie in print form with these two uh, Characters who you wouldn't necessarily see in a John Hughes movie. Uh, It's it's loosely loosely uh, uh, An homage to Ferris Bueller's Day Off and in that sense, you know, there is I think people get a lot of have a lot of concern about What am I going to read in this book that's going to expose, you know, uh, my kids to uh, ideas that are too mature for them? And that's just not a concern that is accurate for this book, you know, Um, because these are humans first um, and they are they're exploring the world in a sort of day long adventure. Um, And, you know, I didn't set out to make it a very, like, uh, this book must be PG, but I did set out to make it a book that reinforced that these kids are kids, that they are coming into their own in the world, um, and that the adventure that they're having is outside and in public and centered around joy. And so, yeah, they do go to a pride uh, parade, and they do go to the National Museum of African American History and Culture, and for some people, those are places that a kid, that they don't want a kid. I just simply don't agree that that's not appropriate. Um, And and I think the the text bears that out.
0: That was author R. Eric Thomas. I'm Mark Brody, your host for the Lit Squad podcast. If you like this episode, subscribe and leave a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Lit Squad is a KJZZ original production. It was produced by Sativa Peterson. Until next time, thanks for listening.